Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Fast food restaurant Jack in the Box is launching a pilot program that will test Flippy 2 and Sippy Robots in a San Diego restaurant. Nothing says stay classy like a Jumbo Jack cheeseburger. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Ultimate Jack Cheeseman. And this is Chad. He's not buying Twitter. So wash. On this week's show, Beamery powers up to 1.21 gigawatts. HiQ scrapes by with another win, and Predictive Hire has an identity crisis. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh, dude. So interesting. Sitting here in Budapest and still the biggest news, other than Ukraine, obviously, because I'm much closer to it, but it's still fucking... Elon Musk buying Twitter. Do you think this is going to happen? It's going to happen. 
It's going to happen. It doesn't make any sense. He's got an out at a billion dollars. I'm telling you, I I gave you my theory, conspiracy theory, but still a theory <laughs> yes. on the European show. Uh-huh. He's going to buy Twitter. He's going to be a darling of the GOP. Fox News has already given him, you know, a hundred million dollars in free PR with with the news. Right. He's going to get Trump reelected or another Trumpian type candidate. <clears throat> and once they're in, once they're in the White House, he's going to get a windfall of funds. For EVs, uh, uh, deregulation, uh, government contracts. He's going to make so much money off the government because of this that he's definitely going to buy Twitter. <laughs> so the hard part, though, is shares of Tesla plummeted after investors began to worry about Elon Musk having to prospectively sell shares. Yeah. In the car company, right? So, I mean, this could prospectively be a house of cards for some of his real businesses. I mean, shit that actually is going... Twitter's not going to change the world, okay? Uh-huh. Tesla could change the world. And, and some of his other business, I just does It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's weird. It definitely has a Waterloo feel to it. Like, he <laughs> may be... The hubris might be such that he's biting off way more than he can chew. And this is going to be a yeah. bad ending for Elon Weird. Musk, but the dude's got the Midas touch. Uh, everything he, he does uh, seems to turn to gold. So I, I guess we'll see. It'll be fun to talk about. He's got a billion dollar out. So I, I fully would not be surprised if he's like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm out. Like, here's a check for a billion dollars. <laughs> Suck it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. You you know that, like, I remember the first time I actually heard Eddie Vedder speak. I mean, I love the guy. I love Pearl Jam. Uh-huh. Loved it. As soon as he got like so much attention that you started to learn kind of like who he was, especially back in the nineties, right? You're like, Oh my God, Uh is this really the guy? You know what I mean? I think that's what we're seeing out of Elon. He is, he's, he's a genius, no question, but he's also a fucking idiot (laughs) in some areas. (laughs) And, and I mean, we see that, Uh but I mean, it's just, it, I think we're just learning more about him and, and, and more, more obviously is going to come out. I was wondering where you're going to go with that Eddie Vedder thing. That, that was, uh, that was full circle for you. I like that. Yeah. And Elon's a great dancer. I don't know if you've seen him like get busy, get, get jiggy with it at a, at a, at a corporate event, but yeah, he, he can, he can, he can dance. Oh my God. How about shout outs? Should we get to shout outs? Yeah, I think Elon Elon's <laughs> getting enough outs. free press as it is. Oh he doesn't God. need more from us. I'm going to give a shout out to Miso Robotics. Shall we play a game? Don't call them Miso Horny Robotics, Chad. Uh, we talk about them all the time, <laughs> but these bots are crushing it. I mentioned Jack in the Box using Flippy 2 for burgers and Sippy to pour the drinks, but these cats have signed deals with Chipotle, Panera, White Castle, and BW3s to cook the food we Americans apparently don't want to touch. And we don't talk about this company enough. They're making robots that will change your world. They are ahead of everyone else doing bots mm-hmm. in kitchens by a mile. Miso Robotics is making wings right now as I speak. Shout out to Miso Horny Robotics. Yeah, we don't want to touch it as it goes into the fryer, but we do when we right before we put it into our mouths. Get in my belly. As you start to take a look at like, you know, spending much more time over here in Europe versus the US, it, it's it is apparent that part of the issue that we have with wages and and really monopolies to be quite frank, it is around fast foods. You know, we have three McDonald's in a in a small town of like 20,000 people or some shit like that. It's just like it's it's interesting. This is a huge problem. The, the, the question is, uh, will it stop? I, 
I don't think it will in the U.S. Well, the good news, Chaz, I don't know if you heard this news. Eli Lilly, a great Indianapolis company, has a new obesity drug that's crushing it. Uh, so obese people might be a thing of the past, thanks to Eli Lilly. Stay tuned for that yeah, one. They're still going to die from cholesterol, though. <laughs> well, they got drugs for that, too. Shit. Yeah. I'm on three of them. I should know. Force feed that shit to me. Shout out to remote work, kids. That's right. Recent research published by ADP, you might know those guys, shows that 65%, that's right, 65% of the more than three, or I'm sorry, 30,000 people surveyed said they'd consider leaving if they were forced back into the office. People still want their autonomy and there's no reason they shouldn't have it. And when numbers are are, are like that, boiling of the frog is going to continue as we've talked about on the show before. But we know what the sentiment is. Your boy DJ Saul's not going to like that one. He's not going to like it. He doesn't care. Jamie Dimon is not happy reading that that one. He doesn't care either. Yeah. Old, rich, white dudes don't care. Yeah. Speaking of reading fun things, let's let's move on from Miso Horny Robotics to my LinkedIn poll, Chad. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, not your poll. It's been a few weeks before we talked about uh, one of my polls. Uh, so many, many listeners will know CNN Plus closed down in the first month of its existence. So I wanted yes. to know which was the bigger failure, CNN Plus or Quibi? The short form mobile video company that went under, I think, last year. Who do you think got mm-hmm. the most votes for the biggest failure, Chad? I'm gonna. I've. I don't know who did, but I voted for Quibi just because they didn't fail as fast as CNN Plus. And as we've always heard and we've learned, mm-hmm. if you are doing anything startup wise, fail fast. And I don't know what has failed faster than CNN Good Plus. God. Well, my network thought it was CNN. Okay. By 62% uh, to whatever mm-hmm. 62 minus 100 is. Uh, of the sure. about 145 votes, CNN is the bigger surprise to me because it's a brand name with like a lot of gravitas. Quibi was starting from nothing, but I agree with your commentary about fail fast. They certainly did. And there were some moving parts there with their new owner discovery, I think, and saying like, yeah. we're, we're the new sheriff in town. We're shutting this shit down because they still have to right. pay the talent. Apparently they made, they had annual contracts with all of them, I think. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, it's fucked up. It's over. We're moving on. Shout out to uh, my LinkedIn poll. <laughs> Shout out once again to HR Manifesto Kids. That's right. Our interview with Lee. Yeah. AKA HR Manifesto made Talent Rue. I didn't know Talent Rue even existed, but thanks, Talent Rue. It made their podcast recommendation of the week. So if you haven't listened to HR Manifesto, go to chadcheese.com. Check it out. Should be right there on the homepage or wherever you listen to podcasts. And shout out to the cease and desist letter that Tal Rue probably sent to Talent Rue uh, this week in light of their new, in light of their new uh, whatever content marketing. Way to go, kids! Way to go! Shout out to Shy Town, Chad, also oh, known as Chicago in these yes. parts of the parts of the country. Very romantic. My Canadian in laws were in town last week, so mm-hmm. wi- wifey and I escaped on a kid-free weekend of the Windy City. And it was just a great time at a, in That's a great lovely. town. Uh, yes. Great food, great cocktails. My man Kevin from behind the bar served up a mean, old-fashioned, Wrigley <laughs> Field, mostly nice weather. Can you tell I need to get out of the house, by the way? Uh, shout out I'm to- I'm glad you did. 
Chicago, and yeah. uh, I'm coming for you, Europe. I hope you're ready. That's right. Next week, baby. We'll talk about that in a minute. Shout out yes. to AppCast's new Recruitonomics. I think that's how you say it. Recruitonomics. Mm-hmm. Insights Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing an amping up of great information and data with the launch of Recruitonomics from AppCast. And I believe mm-hmm. last week we also talked about Recruitix launching recruitmentmarketing.com. So tons of great content coming from big names in the industry. Shout out to Recruitonomics and recruitmentmarketing.com. Good stuff. Go check them out. Yeah, I saw that. Is it is that like a Google Analytics offering? No, it's an it's more of an economics kind of like labor market insights oh, hub. Okay. So remember gotcha. Andrew who we had on the show, he's yep. kind of leading that effort. Okay. Gotcha. Quick shout out to my dad. A uh, little personal note here, Chad. Oh, pops. Uh, we, uh, we as a family driven by my dad uh, have done the mini marathon in Louisville, Kentucky for the last 15 or 16 years. Wow. It's been kind of a family affair. We all get together. We know every time at this year, we're going to we're gonna connect. Unfortunately, at 82, his age, his health and sort of where he is physically, he's not able to do it. Uh, my sister and I will continue to carry the flame in the mini uh, this weekend. So if you're in Louisville, hit me up. We'll go get some bourbon. But uh, shout out to my dad. I know it's uh, killing him that he can't be here. He doesn't listen to the show, but little personal note, it's good for me. Good for my health. Shout out to my dad. I hope uh, I hope he's all right this weekend. It's cathartic. It's cathartic. It That's right. Uh, shout out to Occupop. That's right. Occupop. An article <laughs> by Orla Doyle, which lists the Chad and Cheese as one of the top recruitment and HR oh, podcasts yeah. you should listen to in 2022. Obviously, you're already hearing this, so you're listening. But you know what? Your friends are probably not listening. Your family should listen, too, because they probably have no clue what you do. <laughs> Let them go to ChadCheese.com or wherever they listen to podcasts and subscribe. Oh, I like that. And while they're subscribing, Chad, they should sign up for some free shit. Ooh, We're giving away call. T-shirts from Emissary, yes. beer from Pillar, and whiskey from our our new friends, text Colonel, oh, uh, who, who we're hopefully going to see uh, next week in Europe as well. If you haven't signed up for that, just head out to chadcheese.com, click the free button and navigation, sign up and uh, enter a chance to win all that shit. Yes. And maybe even more. Who knows? We're coming up with new stuff all the time. You never know. Sponsors want to give shit away. They love it. They love giving away free shit and to your front door. That's the cool part. They have budgets for this stuff, Chad. Budgets. <laughs> Big budgets for free shit. So we also dropped two podcasts earlier this week. You definitely need to check out Firing Squad this week with uh, Bricks CEO, and that's Brick B R Y Q. Why? Because they gotta. Their CEO Markellos. That's right. And also a great interview that's entitled "Recipe for Acquisition" with newly acquired Adam Gordon over at Candidate ID and. M&A bad boy, Mike Wilchek mm-hmm. from iSims. You can find 800 plus episodes, chadandcheese.com, wherever you listen to podcasts, go check them out. By the way, the only guy I'm more jealous of than you is Adam Gordon. That guy's living his best <laughs> life right now. He should. Good God. Good God. I don't even know. If, he's our biggest fan. I don't know if he's listening anymore. I think he's I just totally him. checked out in Bora Bora or Fiji or wherever the hell he is. <laughs> he actually week. messaged me this morning. He's like, I haven't gotten to our interview to listen to it yet, but I will. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, dude, just relax. You deserve it. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Nice. Well, speaking of deserving it. Yes. Let's get to some birthdays, shall we? Go ahead. So our boy D-Woke at Adzuna celebrates a birthday. Lars Schmidt, 
Charlotte Adams, Joe Gerstant, DeMar Corning. I always like people that had the initial before their name. Glenn Hill, <laughs> Shauna Berthold, Keegan, our friend from Shaker Recruitment Ooh, Marketing, also Keegan. our travel sponsor, which mm-hmm. is uh, kicking into high gear now. Uh, Stefan Jean, I think I'm saying that correctly, is my French accent. Sounds and right. Gia yes. Johnston, all celebrate birthdays. Happy birthday from Chad and Cheese. That's right. And if you're in Belgium, kids, next week, if I mean, if you're in Europe, of course, you're going to be in Belgium next week because it's the E-Recruitment Congress. Levin's been talking about it forever. You listen to the the Europe show. Uh, We're going to be in Belgium in Ostend, Belgium, right on the shores. Can't wait. We're going to be up in the balcony with a bar. I don't know that this could be any better. Uh, we're real. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to, to get there. Obviously I know you're excited to get the hell out mm-hmm. of the U S it's been a while. <laughs> it's a Muppet state of mind that I'm in for this <laughs> conference. The old guys in the Muppets are I can't be wait. Us in the balcony. Then we're going to unleash in late May kids. Oh yeah. Uh, Vegas. <laughs> So Unleash, at least they're, they're a good amount of their uh, people are here in Budapest. And just by chance, they had a staff all hands. So I was invited to drinks and dinner with Mark and the Unleash gang here in Budapest earlier this week. Oh, nice. And dude, they are invigorated. They cannot wait to go to Vegas. And it was interesting because Mark said, raise your hand if you've never been to the U.S. And there were more than half because I had never been to the U.S., I'm like, Mark, you're taking them to Vegas the very first time they go to America. Mm-hmm. That's just not right, man. That's just not right. It sounds like you're saying Unleash is about to be unleashed. Yes. Topics. Beamery me up, Scotty. Uh, Beamery, the talent engagement platform based in London, announced this week that it has acquired U.S.-based Flux. Flux describes itself as an internal mobility platform that connects open development and work opportunities with best-fit internal talent, prioritizing employee growth and performance while propelling businesses forward. Financial details were not disclosed. Last year, Beamery raised $138 million with plans to use the funding to continue building out more technology as well as growing its business with, Mm -hmm. you know, like acquisitions and stuff. Uh, Chad, (laughs) is this Flux deal ready to hit 88 miles per hour, or is it out of time? Yeah, I don't think it's going to hit 1.21 gigawatts. I think Flux was a fire sale that will now allow Beamery to claim a new sector of business, internal mobility, right? Mm -hmm. Which increases their total addressable market. My opinion is that this is a an optics play. It's not as much of a tech play. Of course, yep. it is a tech play, but it was. It's not a company that we all knew. It's not a gloat. It's not a fuel fifty. Yes, it might have been an up and comer, but I think this is a fire sale, and it's about optics. It's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant yep. move, but yep. I don't see Beamery becoming an internal mobility hub anytime in the near future. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, Chad, which is usually mm. a good sign of saying it could have been a fire sale. It could yeah. have been a fire sale. Also, Possibly. in Burson's article, he's quick to note that you might not have heard of Flux, but they're brilliant or whatever he said. Yeah. So even yeah. he knows that uh, right. he can't get away with saying that they're a big deal. I- I'm on board with what you're saying. Look, it's it's hard to find new customers in our space, like really hard. 
So companies with resources are doing everything they can to have you, the customer, from cradle to grave if they can get away with it. That's why deals like this happen and will continue to happen. We're going to get you at the top of the funnel and we're going to get you when they come out of the funnel for more money and more 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 uh, percentage of your pocketbook. Seek out in our interview with uh, with them talked about moving into internal and inter- into the internal mobility business. Paradox wants more of the enterprise pie, uh, but where Seekout wants to build, uh, Beamery, I think, is looking to buy. And if they got a deal on this one, then then so be it. There are unique challenges with acquisitions, but I think you have to endorse this strategy of keeping and getting as much out of a client um, as possible, uh, as much of their wallet as possible. Owning the whole employee life cycle is the new black, Chad. We're going to be talking <laughs> a lot more about companies that are either buying or building to have more of the wallet share of the people who are actually just mm-hmm. customers. There was an yeah. old adage when I worked uh, worked in politics for a short period, and, th- and that was it's a lot easier to get money from someone who's already given you money than getting money out of someone who's never given you money. So this strategy works everywhere. If somebody's already writing you a check, they might write you a bigger check. And that tends to be a better sales strategy than just getting new clients or getting clients away from their current vendor and choosing you as a new vendor. I do agree. I just, I'm not sure that they have a portfolio being flux to be Mm -hmm. able to extend it into portfolio, number one. And number two, I don't think that they are at the point of a gloat or a fuel 50. No. Right. So that they can actually say that they can take care of internal mobility and internal mobility is not an easy answer. Right. So um, Beamer is still going to have some work to do. And like I said, if they're increasing their TAM, they can go ask for more. Right. They can go ask for more money and they can prospectively start to try to build that out. But again, I don't see them, especially right now, in the same ecosystem as Fuel 50, as Gloat and definitely not Eightfold. Sure. That to me, I mean, what Burson is doing is kind of like when that new startup comes out and they say, we're going to take on LinkedIn. You know, they're trying to put themselves in the same orbit yep. and it's it just, it's not there. Yeah. There's a, there's a keeping up with the Joneses element to some of this. Right. And when you yeah. see candidate ID get acquired by ISEMs, it's like, we need to get a bigger boat <laughs> or at least put two, put two rowboats together. So it looks yeah. like a bigger boat. And yeah. uh, I think this might be the case. They're certainly excited about it. If you go, uh, if you go on LinkedIn and look at anyone, I think now uh, that works at Beamery, it's like Beamery plus flux. Like they're really, they're really marketing this whole thing. So uh, they at least want you to think it's a big deal. Um, I think it's smart. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, it, for it, sure. I think it's smart. Yeah. yeah. And if their CEO's not out there, like, you know, beating the I am, you know, Bible, he's, he's not doing his job. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, moving on from Beamery, uh, beating up, let's talk about LinkedIn beating up on uh, high Q or maybe the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. This is a story that's five years old, Chad, by the way, uh, LinkedIn wow. has lost LinkedIn has lost the latest round in the five-year-old data scraping case with the U.S. appellate court affirming its decision to stop LinkedIn from cutting off access to its database by tech startup HiQ Labs. This has been a long, hard-fought fight for HiQ, but it's not over. In a statement, LinkedIn spokesperson Greg Snapper, great last name, said, quote, this is a preliminary <laughs> ruling and the case is far from over. We will continue to fight to protect our members' ability. Yeah, it's all about the members uh, to control the information they make available on LinkedIn. End quote. Chad, this case is like my case of the Vonk 
back in college. It just won't clear up. Your thoughts? You need a shot. That's what it is. The question is, did Haikyuu access data without authorization? According to the court, a computer hosting a publicly available web pages, quote, has erected no gates to lift or lower in the first place. So therefore, yeah. the data is out there to be able to say that that's your data is it's not even an argument because it's there for everyone. So to me, this is less about tech and more about who your data belongs to. The ruling to me says, since I made my data public, it's fair game. And now everyone's data is fair game. So that to me, that, that is kind of unnerving to yep. some point, you know, because now what do we do? Our information's out there for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it always has been. It's nothing new, but people can can use it. And we've seen companies come in, scrape LinkedIn, for you know for for bad reasons for fishing for yeah yeah, for for a bunch of different reasons so you know we just have to get our arms around this so in researching this story it was all about how linkedin lost and they're gonna you know they're gonna have to allow scraping and then it talked about like the company the other companies that are gonna feel the pain of this craigslist was mentioned who's been we don't talk about much but they they block all spiders or at least hope to do so Mm mm-hmm but no one ever to me talked about the main story to me. Look, I don't care what the headlines say. LinkedIn has won this legal battle. And I'll tell you why. They've kept HiQ in court for five years, and HiQ is now a shadow of its former self. Uh, their website is a ghost town. The date on their footer, uh, appropriately, is 2018, right around when this case started. Uh, LinkedIn has sent a clear message, clear signal to startups that they're bigger than you, they're richer than you. And they will outlast you. The irony, uh, the irony is, online profiles are becoming more and more commoditized, making this whole exercise kind of just sad and unnecessary. I'm not sure where things go from here, but I do know LinkedIn is a lot more valuable today than when this process started. And I can't say the same for HiQ, the apparent "quote unquote" winner in this case. That to me is the ultimate because we know the high Q folks and it's yeah. uh, it's it's sad that this is sort of the state of the world that a bigger company can just fuck you in court and kill you whether they win or lose. It's the state of business in America as we yep. talk about entrepreneurs and how we want to you know double down on small business and it's all bullshit, man. You take a look at it. Uh, Facebook is buying whoever they want. There, there, there are no there are no issues around that. They haven't made them made them divest in anything. I mean, it's just again, it's it's all pandering uh, for political reasons, and yeah, that sucks. It, it really sucks because an organization like a high Q or, or thousands like high Q yeah. want to be able to leverage public data, which is exactly what the courts say this is. They want to leverage public data so that somebody can actually buy into uh, a product. Um, it's I don't know if this ruling will, will give all those new companies an opportunity to be able to charge forward. And yep. then, you know, Haikyuu just dies on their sword. I think anyone who's thinking about crawling LinkedIn data is in for a legal fight that they probably don't want any any piece of. I don't But they they have LinkedIn all these rulings. Said, LinkedIn has said if you come if you come you better be ready for the smoke cuz it's But these coming. rulings are already out there. That's the thing and they can just they can just go ahead and align with the rulings from the nice Ninth Circuit. And good luck with that. 
LinkedIn's going to continue to fight this case. We'll probably be talking about this a year from now. They'll still be in court fighting this case. More than likely. Feel feel for the high Q folks. Feel I for know. the IQ folks. Unfortunate. Let's take a quick break, pay some bills, and play a little buy or sell. Hell yeah. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's Pandologic.com. Buy or sell. We need some buy or sell sound bites. I don't Music. know what. Maybe some Kramer, <laughs> like, buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. Anyway, uh, you know how the game works, kids. You know how the game works. We have three startups. All have gotten money uh, recently. And Chad and I uh, buy or sell them based on a little summary about what they do. Let's start with Crafty. She's crafty. She gets around. <laughs> She's crafty. Sorry, beastie boy moment. Uh, crafty, a, a centralized platform for workplaces to manage food, beverage, and supplies for employees. Yes, that could include beer. This week announced its $10 million Series A. Since its launch in 2015, Crafty has expanded to 27 markets across the globe and manages over 260 customer offices and serves over 300,000 employees per month both in-office and, most importantly, maybe remote. Snacks in the break room and at your front door. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Crafty? Okay, so this is a little outside of recruitment and more on the fringes of employee engagement. Yeah, engagement. Retention. Yeah. Unless a company uses the service to send snack boxes to candidates, of mm-hmm. course, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the remote work angle, you know, work from home pitch, I'm not saying – I don't see this as a deliver meals to employees, kind of like quote unquote home service. Rather, I find this as a way for companies to once again entice people back into the office, which unless you're (laughs) a young entry level employee who thrives on an office interaction and free food, right? um, it, It won't matter to the rest of us. So I believe the timing is good. Bring your people back to work. Narrative is, uh, is perfect for crafting. And I think, Companies who are onboarding new employees will find that, you know, the crafty, crafty box model, snack mm-hmm. in a box or whatever it is, um, is, is pretty easy and smart. So send a box that's tailored of snacks to new hires. And instead of trying to maintain single user B2C relationships with a higher churn rate, like companies like Blue Apron or HelloFresh, this is a B2B model. That has a much bigger side, right? Uh, so for me, it's it's a buy. I, I like it. I think the timing's right, uh, and I think they're going after the right whales. 
Interesting. I thought you were, I thought you were going the other way on that one. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Admittedly, you and I know very little about this business. Uh, we we kind of we're kind of flipping this into like recruiting and retention, and which which it is right. Like people love their snacks, people love their food, uh, and I think that the work from home phenomenon has made companies think, well, gee, that whole diet Coke, like in the fridge thing was nice for internal, like people that came to work, but what do yeah. we do for the folks that are at home? How do we make them feel special? How do we make them feel connected to the culture based on, you know, whatever the hell make them feel like they're in the kitchen at the headquarters. And, uh, I think the timing was just right. This is a, a company that's been around for seven years, uh, and just getting their series a now. So it's clear, uh, I think to the investors in the business that the time to strike is now. Um, my assumption is traditionally, uh, to fill the, fill, fill the fridge. It was like, send the intern down to Costco to right. buy some pop and some chips and like throw them in the kitchen. And you can't do that with a work from home, uh, workforce. So, Crafty is positioned in the right place at the right time uh, to deliver food to people, give them the experience, build that culture. Uh, so for me, yeah, this is uh, this is a buy. Crafty, Crafty gets a double buy rating. Let's go she's to Crafty. Uh, she's Crafty. Uh, let's go to B Trust. It's either B Trust or Beat Rust. Uh, it's spelled B A T R U S T. It's a uh, Tokyo-based company that has raised $6.3 million in a Series A funding round from major Japanese and foreign angel investors. Founded by two ex-Googlers in March of 2020, where have we heard that before, Beat Trust's mission is to visualize people's experiences and strengths and to create an environment where people can freely connect, collaborate, and co-create. Think of it as an internal LinkedIn in addition to doing the usual Series A things, build outside sales and hire uh, developers, the company has an eye to growing overseas markets. Do I hear coming to America in the background? Chad, in this company, do you be trust or is it a sell? <laughs> so there's a total of 1.1 billion Japanese yen on this one for funding, AKA 8.4 million uh, USD. Um, you're right. The, the, the founders have great resumes, but neither one of them have social media ties. I mean, they're both mainly biz dev sales. Mm -hmm. um, and okay. So, you know, a quote, a platform which visualizes people's information and accelerates autonomous collaboration and co-creation among diverse teams and talent members, end quote, that is a bunch of gobbledygook that is nothing but shit. I mean, you you got to dig down deep, as you had said, to see that this is just an internal LinkedIn. And to be able to get your employees to fill all of this information out or hope that the AI actually fills it out right for them, I think is is a stretch. So, you know, there's, there's really no need for anything like this. Uh, the timing isn't right. I don't think the vision or idea is right when we have open uh, gates like LinkedIn now. So this is an easy sell for me. Uh, oh, hell no. Sell from Chad. All right. I'll remind our listeners that uh, Alio was founded by two ex-Googlers, I think. Not that that's any, <laughs> not that that's any uh, relevancy to this conversation. But I think that to answer this question as a buy or sell, you kind of have to go to our first news story, which was Beamery uh, buying Flux. In other words, companies with fat, pot, deep pockets are looking to own the entire 
enterprise uh, life cycle, right? So they're going to recruit you, they're going to onboard you, and they're going to uh, internally mo- you know, mobilize you and educate you and everything else. So I see, I see much bigger companies with deeper pockets funding this whole sort of like internal LinkedIn, how to find people, how to connect you with people and mentors and uh, like-minded uh, co-workers that maybe you didn't even know existed. And the data set of those companies is going to be far more than anything that B-Trust uh, can muster. I will add a caveat that it's nice that they are in Recruit Holdings backyard in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And we don't talk a lot uh-huh. about Japanese startups. So right. they, they are at least in the right neighborhood to get someone's attention that has a lot of money that might be able to uh, to buy them up. But for me, yeah, it's uh, it's just... Yeah, it's just it just doesn't feel right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sell beat rust in this one. All right, let's get to our last and final buy or sell. Vivian Health, Vivian Health, formerly known as Nursefly, by the way, uh, an mm. IAC company, is a healthcare jobs marketplace that announced a sixty million dollar primary and secondary equity investment this week. Vivian works almost like a, quote, LinkedIn for healthcare, end quote, founder Parth Bakta says, connecting clinicians with both staffing agencies, including eight of the nation's 10 largest and major health systems. Under IAC's backing since 2019, Vivian has grown revenue by 45x, facilitating 3 million plus job applications. More than 700,000 clinicians in the U.S. alone are registered to use Vivian's platform to secure work. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Vivian? It's pretty impressive they have 700,000 registered clinicians. You, you got to say that right out of the gate. A little bit, yeah. And as we're seeing money dumped into the healthcare recruiting slash staffing space, uh, we're looking at a much different model than IntelliCare, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. IntelliCare works directly with 1,600 healthcare systems, right? Where this is more of a job board model. They do work with staffing companies, but Mm -hmm. it's like Monster worked with staffing companies. You know what I mean? They Uh can buy your shit, right? So I think IntelliCare is is basically an evolutionary step in the staffing model itself where Vivian is is literally just more of a job board. Here's the thing. No matter what, here, here's a quote. The U.S. healthcare industry is on track to be more than 3 million workers short by 2026. Yeah. So I don't care if you're competing platforms, whether you're IntelliCare, you're Vivian Health. I think that this is a hot, necessary area to be able to be spending money. And uh, it's a buy from me. You stole all my thunder in what I was going to say uh, in terms of like the crisis, what these guys are doing, who backs them, the kind of yeah. money that they have. Uh, I mean, this is the wave to be on. Healthcare yes. is going to be a theme for the next five to 10 years as baby boomers get older. The talent crunch isn't going anywhere. You're going to see robotics companies around robot nurses and shit like that. Like this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be a huge Huge category. Uh, we, we talk about Nomad and Telecare. Like every week, like we used to talk about AI companies for recruiting, healthcare mm-hmm. is going to be what we're talking about. So future unicorn on this one as my, ah. my buy signal. This is, this is hot. Vivian Health, everybody. Keep that in mind. And nice. keep in mind whoever the ad is that's following because our sponsors pay the bills, people. There is no show without the sponsors. We'll be right back. 
Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Names, they are a-changing. The names, they are a-changing. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Oh, we're, we're, we're ending with a non-OnlyFans porn or stripper story. <laughs> Thank so God. Our, our listeners have to be totally confused. Oh, my God. By the way, there's there's so many uh, OnlyFans stories about millionaires on that platform yes. that it's just yes. it's ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. no longer news. It's like just normal. All right. Let's get into our industry. Someone's going through a rebrand. Uh, predictive hire. Mm-hmm. Our friends, our friends from down under, uh, will now be known as Sapia. Who can find them at Sapia.ai? The name Sapia, this is from the company, is a combination of Homo sapien, which is a human being, Chad, uh, plus <laughs> AI. Although it's Sapia and not Sapia, so go figure that one on your own. Uh, CEO Barb Hyman told us, "Quote." The change was to reflect the human-centered and humanizing experience that they have built, end quote. Chad, you're a homo sapien. How do you feel about the rebrand? It's interesting. You know, love Barb Hyman. She is incredibly smart. But this made me scratch my head because predictive hire was a dot com, right? Not a dot dot AI. Plus, we're talking about two words that are common within the English language, predictive and higher. So you could spell it and you just put the dot com on it, right? Then you're you're coming into something like a sapia. It's a new word. It's yeah. an entirely new word. And, and I want to flash back to the days when RecruitSoft became Taleo. They oh. created a word. But the difference here is RecruitSoft was one of the big giants from applicant tracking systems back in the day. Everybody knew who they were, which means they had to know who this new Taleo was, right? Predictive hire is not a, they're not a monolith in this industry yet. So now they're going to have to spend a lot more money trying to get people to understand who they are, not to mention just spell their shit right and Mm -hmm. not go to a.com. The first thing I did was go sapia.com. It's what I did. And it it took me to like a, a construction site. And I'm like, holy fuck, what's going on here, right? Yeah. So, Like a construction site or a site under construction? No, I think it was a construction site. I I can't remember. (laughs) I just just knew it wasn't wasn't their site. Yeah. But um, this is, I totally understand. They don't want to paint themselves into a corner just being hiring. They want to be more than hiring. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a a rough slog because being able to, to, to do any type of branding around, words that nobody knows that you've just conjured up out of nowhere. Um, it's going to take a lot of money and it's yeah. going to take a lot of barb in a lot of people's faces, which is, yeah. is not a bad, not, not a bad thing. 
Yeah. Chad, companies rarely change names for good reason. They've either behaved badly and they don't want to be branded as that bad uh, that bad actor anymore. They want to provide cloud cover uh, because the, the brand <laughs> Facebook um, has a bad reputation and they become meta. Uh, in our space, you got like Pillar that uh, Pillar that became a, a rebrand recently, um, and now Sapia. I don't think there's anything weird going on with trademarks, or they're coming into a new market, and there's like you know predictive hire in Italy or something that they have to compete with. Um, I guess if you're going to change your name, do it earlier rather than later. Um, I mean, they're still a startup; they're not like a, a 20 year company that's changing their name. Uh, but it's just kind of odd. I don't, you know, sapia.ai over predictivehire.com. I don't, I don't see a huge benefit in doing that. Although predictive hire can be, you know, tough to type out, I guess, on your fingers. If you're on mobile, <laughs> sapia is a lot easier, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was clearly a big marketing meeting there and they decided to make this change. It's never easy. So I hope they had good reasons to do it. I would only do it if it was totally necessary. And I don't see any situation with predictive hire slash sapia where it was totally necessary to do this, but they're Australian dude. They do weird shit. This is how it works. They drink fosters for God's sakes. Well, hopefully they've got a big marketing group because they're going to need it. This is again, a word that doesn't exist in the English language. So therefore they're going to have to build huge brand awareness mm -hmm. around a new logo, a new word that doesn't exist and something that's not a dot com. So, you know, hit it, Barb. I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And we know Barb's in Seattle, so she's already spreading the word here in the U.S. <laughs> By the way, Barb, sponsor the show. That'll build your brand. Give us a call. Oh, good call. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.